Hello there, and thanks for clicking on this episode of TRIO Talks Podcast. I'm Sophia McComb, an academic advisor to the TRIO Student Support Services at St. Olaf College. On this episode, we'll be hearing from Wasif Islam, class of 2012, who shares his raw and honest story of his struggles and successes, both on and off the hill. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this installment of TRIO Talks. I'm Wasif. I graduated in 2012, and uh, I want to share with you guys my experiences at St. Olaf and beyond. So I want to start with opportunities I've had at St. Olaf. And one of the most amazing opportunities was to travel to China and Japan with the Asian conversation. And this was really just a phenomenal experience. And in fact, I loved it so much that the following summer, I found myself in a summer internship back in Japan. So I, I studied Japanese at Olaf and I just like fell in love with uh, the language and the culture when I went there and I just had to go back. So this, this summer internship was drastically different than studying there with a class and everything guided for you. Here we had to do everything by ourselves and essentially learn to live in Japan but it was just full of so many amazing opportunities and just crazy experiences. I I worked at a company called Education First. So it's a study abroad company, which meant that we went to different universities every other day. And I met tons and tons of people, made so many friends. And there were so many unexpected events that happened all the way from having to give a speech in front of thousands of students on the first day that I came to running into a, a, the Yakuza and then becoming friends with a Yakuza boss to my CEO at the end of the internship being so happy that he personally gave me a, a tour of Kyoto, taking us uh, to restaurants so expensive where the bill was thousands of dollars. So it was just crazy things happening day after day and just one of the most memorable events in my life. Uh, I also want to talk about things I did at St. Olaf, like all the multicultural activities and multicultural organizations. I got to do a lot of things with a lot of different orgs. So I think that was a really powerful thing at St. Olaf. It was very possible to create new organizations and be involved with different groups. Uh, At one time, I had the privilege of being the president of the Muslim Students Association, Uh, Eventually, I also became the president of Harambe, which was the umbrella organization for the 13 multicultural orgs at that time. I'm sure there's a lot more. But I got to be involved with other orgs like Team Tibet, Korean Culture Association, Hmong Culture Outreach, just Karibu, tons of different orgs. And it was just a blast for me. I feel like those friendships and those connections really helped me throughout my entire college career. I also got to be part of the Rube Goldberg team. This was probably one of the most intense engineering challenges I've ever had. Uh, It was in the end of the year, we also competed in a national competition. That was the first time I ever did anything at a national level. So it was really scary and really exciting. So that I I also, it was also really intense. The the week before the competition, uh, I did two double all-nighters, which means that whole seven days. I only slept three days. It was 
crazy difficult, but at the same time, incredibly rewarding. And I also was able to uh, start an organization called Theoretical Thinkers, where, so I was a physics major, so I had a lot of uh, classmates in sciences and they, we really wanted to be able to share these crazy inventive and futuristic ideas we had. So it was a chance for us to get together and talk about the cutting edge research or the latest things that are going on or just crazy things that we came up with we wanted to share. And we also did some fun activities like uh, sending up a weather balloon to get pictures of the curvature of, sp of the earth from almost space. At that time, drones and smartphones were not that big of a thing or drones didn't even really exist much, at least you know, not for college students to get their hands on. So that was a really cool activity. Um, and just being able to have that, that space to be able to think about whatever we wanted to and invent stuff and just uh, have these crazy discussions. So aside from these opportunities, I really wanna talk about my struggles. There's a lot of things I struggled with. So I ended up graduating with a 3.1 GPA. So that's not that stellar, especially when I was looking at graduate programs that were looking at much higher minimum requirements. I also failed a couple courses. I had to retake abstract algebra and differential equations. And the reason I failed is because I had, I had poor attendance in some of those classes. So I, you know, I missed some classes, I, I missed some quizzes, I lost some points, I missed an exam, I lost more points. And eventually I was at a point where I, I didn't have enough points to have a passing grade. And of course that, you know, these failures led me to get into academic probation. And you know, that was really tough. Fortunately, there was a really good dean who, who was the dean for my year, uh, Justin Fleming. And he, he made it very easy for me. I didn't, I didn't really struggle with the probation, but it still nevertheless was a, a badge of shame. So the reason I was struggling so much is uh, I was also dealing with some family issues. My, I was dealing with my parents' separation. So I was going home a lot and spending time with my mom and my sister. And you know, because of that, obviously, I didn't have so much time to think about my classes or study or even miss classes. And a lot of the times my professors were understanding, but sometimes my professors were not. So some professors would make fun of me for showing up late to a class. Uh, some of my uh, peers uh, also uh, made fun of me. For example, my, uh, in physics, there's a wall where you have pictures you know, of all the sophomores, the juniors, the seniors. Some of my classmates were joking about putting a picture of an empty chair for my picture because I, I would miss so much class. And uh, they didn't really know that I was also going to the afternoon classes to make up for the things I missed in the morning. It was just very hard for me to get up in the morning or maybe I wasn't on campus that morning. So, and then uh, also I had a number of different academic advisors. I had four different academic advisors throughout my time at St. Olaf, partly because I had a lot of majors, but also because some of them just gave up on me. Uh, some of them just saw me struggling in my classes and then just didn't want to help me out as much. And I eventually had to switch advisors. Some of them refused to be a reference for job applications at the, at the end of my time at St. Olaf. And uh, some of them even refused or denied to give me letters of recommendation. And it was really difficult because this, this professor was someone whom really saw me as a good student initially, who liked me so much that 
I was even invited to their home and had dinner with them, uh, saw so much potential in me that uh, they even introduced me to their PhD advisor because perhaps I would be able to do something just as great in physics one day. But over time, when I started struggling, they lost hope in me. And that was really difficult for me to overcome. And uh, even after graduating, I once came back to St. Olaf looking for career advice uh, because I wanted to go to grad school. And unfortunately, I went back uh, with a message that I should consider St. Olaf as my terminal degree. Uh, just and it, it, to, to, to the to the advisor's point, I, I didn't have a stellar GPA. I didn't have research while I was uh, in my undergrad. So he, the person tried to give me what was reasonable advice. Nevertheless, it was very difficult to deal with. But I did graduate. <laughs> so in, in 2012, I triple majored in physics, math, and Asian studies. And I want to shout out to SSS and TRIO for helping me throughout the whole time at St. Olaf. Uh, for creating spaces for me to be myself and all the advisors who helped me get through the difficult times. And of course, all of the friends who are also in the programs who supported me throughout it all. So, you know, despite the struggles, I did make it. And really it's thanks to all of the people there. So after graduating, I was trying to figure out what I should do. I, I really wanted to go to grad school, but I wasn't confident enough. I felt like my GPA was not good enough. I didn't have any research experience. So I ended up finding myself a position at 3M as a research analyst. I worked through a contracting agency called Pace Analytical. And that was my way of creating research experience because I was working in a lab at 3M, even though I didn't have it while, I didn't have like a summer research experience while I was in school. And then eventually I thought, okay, I really wanna, uh, somehow offset my GPA, somehow show that I, I can study really hard. And so then what I did is I decided to take the GRE as that, as that, uh, that way of showing that. So what I did is I spent a lot of time studying for the GRE. I actually wanted to spend so much time that I stopped working at 3M and then eventually started working part-time at Mathnasium. And I spent, you know, all, seven days a week studying. I went to the library, I checked out all of the books I could find. I drove to many different libraries throughout, throughout you know, around Minneapolis. And I just did practice exam over practice exam. And I had a target goal set in mind. I was actually pretty good at math, even though I did fail some math classes. And I really wanted to show that I can be the best. So I, I had a, a target of a perfect quantitative score for the GRE in mind. I had to take the GRE three times, but I did get that perfect score. And the point is that even if you have a bad GPA and you're worried about that, there are other ways to prove that you're a good student. And luckily the GRE is something you can take as many times as you want. And you know it's just a matter of just grinding and studying. And then um, after that, I decided to really go hard and apply to as many schools and I applied to 20 graduate school programs across uh, the US. And the reason for that is I thought, okay, I'm gonna try to apply to really high, really great programs, and at least one of them will accept me. So after I finished my applications, I then got a full-time job at Best Buy. Uh, I was a demand forecaster, and it was a really rewarding position. I forecasted 
uh, basically for the all of their monitors across all thousand stores and Best Buy online. Uh, but I, it was also a good paying job, so I was able to save up some money. So eventually when I got my uh, acceptance letters and lots of rejection letters, I got into a lot of good schools. I got into the University of Columbia, Georgia Tech, University of Southern California, University of Minnesota, and I also got into Carnegie Mellon. So that's the place I chose to go. And it was actually a really great program. It was a double degree program. There was one year I spent at Sun Yat-sen University uh, where I did uh, my thesis on automatically detecting road signs with LIDAR for autonomous vehicles, which sounds crazy. It felt like a dream research position. I got to work with self-driving cars. And then I went to Carnegie Mellon the following year and I studied computer graphics and eventually did a research position on automatically detecting 3D reconstructing your face from a single image. So it was these just amazing opportunities that came. Um, and again, all because I didn't let those negativities bring me down and I just held on to those positivities. Um, so after that, after graduating from, from uh, a master's, so a master's in electrical and computer engineering, actually two masters from, from each of the universities, I moved to California and I applied to 150 different positions. So I wanted to work in Silicon Valley. And so then I tried, you know, I, I basically tried every single company that I was interested in. And in the end, I only got two offers. <laughs> so it, it was a struggle, but it was worth it. I started working at Aurora Solar. I was a graphics engineer there. A year later, I moved into another company called Standard Cognition. I was a research engineer there. And then a year after that, I started working as a simulation engineer at Apple. So by just, just struggling through it and you know, keeping my head up, I eventually got to a point where it's, uh, you know, I, I now work with the latest cutting edge technologies and I'm essentially working my dream job. So the advice I wanna to give to you guys is that everyone has their own struggles. Everyone is struggling with something and you know, life is not really perfect, but don't worry about the fact that you know a GPA is is bringing you down, or there's a you need a letter of recommendation. There are ways to prove yourself. You just have to keep working hard and stay dedicated and stay passionate. There's going to be times where you're going to be down. There are going to be moments where everything will feel like the end of the world, but you just have to keep at it, and also appreciate all of your friends and your advisors who will help you through it. You guys will succeed. I believe in you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Trio Talks podcast, where Wasif Islam shared how to focus on the positives, even through the negative times. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Interested in learning more about student support services at St. Olaf College? Visit us at wp.stoloff.edu sss or follow us on our social media accounts with Instagram and Facebook at St. Olaf Trio SSS.